Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Bad Storytellers, a podcast about a small group of writers in Titusville, Florida. I'm your host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Liam Malone. YOLO. Doug Banks. Hello. And Max Wessel. I'm from New Jersey. When you said YOLO, I thought you were trying to say hello backwards or something. No, I'm like, oh, um, I get it now. He's just trying to be. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm saying YOLO because <laughs> when I say it, it always means you, uh, you only Liam once. Ah. That sounds very sad. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's that's what the, my three ex girlfriends said. The medical bills start piling up. And... To be fair, I have five. I have five ex girlfriends. A whole five. So we typically start off the podcast by discussing the media we've consumed in the time between this and our last meeting. Then we move on to our own writing samples and the projects we're working on. And then at the end of each episode, we construct a film from the ether by rolling dice, and then we pitch it to each other and. Record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Some might even say that's the best part. Yeah, yeah. We're we're we no, are, nobody but, has said that's the best part, but some may. You, someone could say it. Sure, yeah, in the future. In fact, <laughs> you know. By the way, uh, we have bad story trailers or bad storytellers at Google at Gmail Right. Yes. You should message us with tell stuff. us. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think of the show. Speaking of which, in fact, be a dick. I don't care. We got our first Ooh. email. Woohoo! Uh, from a good friend of the show members, Joe. All right, Joe says to us, love the show, even though I hate writing. <laughs> Five-star reviews incoming. So those I think who, it's face, safe to say we all hate writing, which yeah. is what it was done on. Oh, yeah, no. It's like sitting down and doing it, it's a pain I in the I think ass. Joe is not, he's not going to be a writer. No. Like we're trying to be writers. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Maybe our failure is interesting to non-writers, <laughs> right? It, it, it might be even validated. Schadenfreude to other writers. <laughs> right. Or it might just be like, oh, fact, I'm so glad I did. Guys, so glad I'm, I'm not I'm going gonna, gonna to pitch this right now. We just changed the name of to, the podcast to Schadenfreude podcast. Or a cautionary tale. <laughs> a, a friend. A friend said, because we're four white guys, we should have changed it to write people problems. <laughs> that would be good. Oh, yeah. well, that's pretty um, good. And I have, I have more user feedback, too. My friend Ivy said she really enjoyed the Star Trek episode because oh, cool. she likes Star Trek. She's like, yeah, that was the thing that finally got me to actually listen to your stupid podcast. And I was like, thank you. I should have put you, Star Ivy. Trek in the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that probably would have worked, right? <clears throat> How- so what about <clears throat> retractions? Well, I'm glad you asked. All right. 
<laughs> we have five. No. Oh! That's what happens when I'm not here. All right, Doug smart. is our moral compass. So the first book in the Expanse series that Liam talked about is Leviathan Wakes. Dope. Also, the Jackie Chan John Cusack movie about ancient Romans in China is Dragon Blade. Ooh. It also stars Adrian Brody. <laughs> no, <laughs> because that makes sense. It is about this a struggle to control the Silk Road Ooh. between Rome and China. Yeah, the FBI took that thing down. <laughs> you mean FBI stole a bunch of money from it and, and that's Doug yeah. I've missed everyone <laughs> and put up a fall guy and all that shit yeah, yeah. exactly and that guy is now in prison for life yeah came down for making a website think about that also there was a Bill and Ted comic book series called Bill and Ted's Excellent Comic it was published by Marvel in 1991 and ran for 12 issues. And more recently, the comic book series Bill and Ted's Most Triumphant Return was published by Boom Studios and may still be ongoing, although its sixth and most recent issue was released back in August of 2015. Can I – does that make them eligible to be in Marvel vs. Capcom? I, well, no. I think they have to be yeah. Marvel properties. Uh, I'm not sure that they are. I think I think they are licensed to Marvel. Although I'd be – that would be cool. I think I think I'd rather play as – one of the robots station. station made a Bill and Ted fighting game. In period, which would be, be good. good. Yeah. Just historical figures, all their characters, except yeah. for you play as death and you lose everything <laughs> <laughs> all the time. So, American Gods is being adapted into a television series, not a film. As we talked about, it said they're making a film. Nope, it's a television series. Oh, okay. It is currently in pre-production and set to debut in 2017. I like that I, better. I think they, I think they announced who the main actor is going to be. Chiwetel Ejiofor. No, I forget who it is, but he's a black guy. Yeah, um, who cares? If he, uh, lots a good of, actor. Lots of people on the internet uh, care. According yeah. to the Oscars, which aired last night, a ton of people care. So, Worf's bandolier is called a Baldrick. And that's it. Those are pretty minor. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling They're pretty good. They're more clarifications, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm feeling mm-hmm. pretty good. The main one that was actually a retraction has got to be the Bill and Ted thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a Baldrick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, a well, Baldrick is something you hang weapons off of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him. He hasn't, but it uh, apparently in the actual description of the show. That's what a Klingon would use to hang a weapon yeah, off of, yeah. like a well, batleth. They called it a baldric. Maybe on the back? Maybe that's no, where they kept it. straight on your hip. Bald. Yeah, maybe. Or knives, like on the front, like, you know, yeah. like a ceremonial thing. That's, that's a terrible place to store a knife. Yeah, <laughs> for ceremonial purposes. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, even in ceremonial purpose. How many times does somebody trip in a wedding? Hmm. Kind Think of too it. many. Yeah, too, way too many times. What about you guys? Uh, what are you watching, reading, and doing? I started watching House of Cards. Because Tony got finished with Mad Men, and he was like, I need a new show. And I was like, let's watch House of Cards. Which so one? That? T- Tony is Liam's roommate. Yes. The Netflix version okay. with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I haven't seen it. It's good. I've only no. seen up to the third episode, and I was like, yeah, you know, it, it looks really well made. Kevin Spacey's great. <clears throat> it's just not for me. I have a distinct opinion on why I will not watch that one as opposed to the British one. And well, what is that? Because the British one is Parliamentary System, which is like a made-up fantasy land that I don't have to think is real. Whereas <laughs> really? House of Cards is real. I and I, I, it makes me sad. I well I have the opposite of it because I, I tried watching the British one and I couldn't wrap my head around the intricacies because mm-hmm. there was a, also there was a lot of like nobility versus common birth kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. to as an American uh pisses me off to no end whenever I hear that. Even in fantasy it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like, oh no and then also also this is modern and this still exists it and it's also a, angers this, me. It, it is a much more common 
plot for an American series for somebody to rise up out of that. Out of nothing, yeah. 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 In the, the British one, there's a moment where he's at the um, Checkers, which is where the prime minister is, like, a country estate he gets to use. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes there and he's like, oh, yeah, quaint. And then he goes to his estate because he is a lord. And he's just like, <laughs> boom. Booyah. See, that's what makes me think everything should just be like Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? Like, there's no yes. more perfect rags to riches shoving it down the throats of, of right. the nobility than that movie. Batman. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And um, um, the book's, I mean, the book is fantastic. I'll link to the book and I'll link to the film. I thought the film was great too. And I'm still watching Farscape. I didn't have a whole lot. I was out for like three days sick last week, mm-hmm. bedridden. And uh, I played a lot of Fallout 4, though. Oh. I spent very literally 10 hours last week just making Sanctuary pretty, which is not at all embarrassing and awesome. So thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> it seems like you're this, really helping the wasteland there, really moving this game, the story along. The Division or whatever, have you heard about? Yeah, Tom Clancy. Yeah. Tom Clancy. It looks kind of similar. Where do you, like, have an area where you're making? Yeah. Cool. Except the, for it's squad-based <laughs> combat. And, is it? And, mm-hmm. and from what I hear that the Division went on its release is only going to have like 20% of its overall actual content and they're going to roll it out and that always makes me feel weird. Now, yeah. if I'm paying you for the full <clears> I want I want I want the game out of the box, yeah. god damn it, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm ambivalent on that kind of thing. Uh it depends on the game, I think. I, I I'm very So some games I get very upset when I feel like I haven't been given a full game. But if I get a game that's full and complete and fun and fulfilling, and, it works, and then more stuff and then, comes out, you know, four times that amount of content comes out later, I am not upset. <laughs> but with the volatility of the industry, with like studios just closing their doors the day of, I don't trust them. No, but if it's an mm-hmm. established studio, I have friends who work in the gaming industry, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, my friend just got an email; they're closing in three days. Everyone's fired." And it's like, do I trust those people with my money for a product that may come soon? <laughs> no. I, I, I think, like I said, <laughs> it's a good depend, point. Depends yeah. on the game. Yeah. What about you, Doug? Well, I just recently moved, so I haven't had a lot of time, but I did get to uh, watch. Well, rather, I'll back up and I'll just say the place that I moved into, my roommate has uh, like the Hulu Prime uh, oh, yeah, account or whatever, yeah, yeah. and part of Hulu is the entire Criterion collection. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm going to be catching up on a lot of some classic movies, and I'm trying to introduce the wife to the films of Akira Kurosawa because she's never seen any of them. So uh, we started with Rashomon, which I actually had not seen before. I'd oh. seen, I'd seen, you know, Yujimbo, Seven been, Samurai, yeah. Sanjuro, but I just, I, for whatever reason, I just never got around to Rashomon. So we watched it for the first time, and I mean, it's pretty needless to say that I liked it. Um, I could talk about it for forever, but uh, it's not—it's not needless to say. I mean, there is some, there's definitely some curse. Well, the people, the, pe- the people at this like... table who know sure, that I'm, you know, sure. that I'm a fan or whatever. So what about Zautochi, the blind samurai, Zatoichi? I think it's Zautochi. Retraction, <laughs> goddamn it. Captain, no, Captain Japan over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know Kurosawa. I've, I've, I know Zadoichi. But I've, admittedly, I've only seen a handful, but I'm going to expand upon that. I want to see everything Kur- they got Kurosawa of Kurosawa didn't direct Zadoichi. No, I was kidding. Oh, okay. But well, what also, is the one that Star Wars is based off of? The, the, oh, the Hidden, Hidden Fortress. Fortress. The Hidden Fortress. And what's funny is that it's what just, George Clu- Lucas claims that that's based on is the fact that it's told from the perspective of two unimportant characters yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah where actually the plot of the hidden fortress is that a well, general is smuggling a princess through hostile territory yeah. and like it, it has a lot more in common with well, star like, wars than, like, he, than he credits it what is it 50 percent of media is based off of rashomon like 
people say that kind of thing. So I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know what to believe. It's it, good. It, it's a, I think it's a very simple movie. I yeah, also have it, Hulu. Is it something? Good. Is it on there? Do you if, it, well, it's only it's it's on Hulu if you have the subscription, the paid Plus. subscription yeah. to Hulu, Plus, yeah. and you you could totally watch it. And um, but that one is on there. Yes, definitely. Okay. That's how we watched it. Oh, in fact, a lot of Kurosawa films are on there. Yeah, yeah. and I can't wait to dig into more of them. As lo- also Ozu, I've only seen Tokyo Story. That's a great film. Uh, but I saw that a while ago. Uh, other other than that, this week, what was I reading? Frig me, I can't even remember what I was reading. Because this week was so busy with moving. But I did get to play Connect Sports Rivals, which, oh, yeah. you know, I was just sort of like, I didn't I didn't even know the game existed. It was available, so I started to play it, and I got way too wrapped up in it <laughs> to where I'm like, oh, man, like, because it, it'll scan your face and, like, recreate your face as, the, mm-hmm. as your avatar or whatever. And it's surprisingly accurate. Not, like, amazing. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, that is so me. But it's a cartoon version of you. Like, like it's better than characters that draw you, you know, at, like, yeah. at the boardwalk or whatever. So uh, you, there's a version of you, a more simplified, beautiful version of you, rock climbing and, you know, shooting and, you know, wake riding or whatever. And So doing apocalypse stuff, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And then I'm like, oh, man, this is great. And then I'm like, all right, I played for, like, you know, hour and a half, two hours, and I think I'm done. I'm going to get ready to go to bed. I just leave, like, I leave the living room and I start to walk and I go, oh, man, my legs were killing me because I was, like, squatting and jumping for, like, an hour and a half, just, like, moving all over the place. So I'm still sore today. <laughs> and I think I found my new uh, workout reg- uh, regimen, which awesome. is I'm going to go to work. And then when I'm out of work, I come home. I'm going to do Connect Sports and outdo the because you that's the thing you hook up with friends on xbox live and you can keep track of their scores so i'm then going to outdo anyone who joins my xbox live and then do each of the sports and then call it a night and then i'll do that like every day and awesome go to bed sore but saitama would be proud yeah other than that um yeah i think that's it (laughs) what about you max that kind of reminds me of fifa when you're playing fifa on pc you can used to be able to take a picture of your face profile and straight on and then how many people took pictures of their dick? Well, what I would do, I found pictures Penis of... face, man. I take a picture of a tiger <laughs> facing both ways, and then your player would just be a tiger. tiger and that always like, made me laugh. Like King from Tekken? Yeah. I really enjoy FIFA. <laughs> but I tried TV, giving TV a chance. What'd you watch? I watched that show, Superstore. Uh, it's about like a Walmart... Not good? It was like someone watched The Office and were like, what if we did this in a Walmart, and then tried to rip off The Office terribly? Like they had a well-meaning boss who just kind of screwed something up. The second-in-command wanted to be, like, an army ranger, police SWAT officer. The main characters were just, like, giving each other looks all the time, and it, was, it wasn't great. Then I watched the show Border Patrol, that which is sad. an animated show. Animated show? It's an animated show. It's about this little town in, I guess I want to say Texas, or, and it's a border town, and the American guy is a border patrol agent, and his neighbor is a Mexican landscaper, and they have wacky hijinks, and... <laughs> Okay. It was a lot better than Superstore, but it was also kind of strange. I heard about it on NPR, so I decided to watch it. That sounds like something I'd be into. Yeah, it's it's good. I watched a lot of episodes of it, and it makes fun of everyone. Like, isn't like it, King of the Hill style makes fun of everyone? Kind of, of like, yeah, like the, the Border Patrol agent is like a dumb, fat redneck. But then the Mexicans are, like, they make fun of each other and everything. And it's a lot of Mexican voice acting, and so it's very cool. cool. I think they're actually Mexican. I don't want to be racist but from what i heard on npr they're actually mexican okay, okay. It's, it's, it's locally sourced so when i say mexican voices i don't mean like argentina okay i mean like <laughs> these guys are, are mexicans making fun of themselves okay the board patrol reminded me i, w- I was recommended mm-hmm. to check out that uh reality show about steven seagal working for that oh, police God. station 
<laughs> because I was, I was like, what? Like, is it supposed to be good? He goes, oh, no, it's terrible. But that's why you need to watch it. Yeah. Because it's like they'll be driving around in a police cruiser and, like, the camera's on Steven Seagal's face. And then, like, it, it gets, like, a flash. And he goes, ah, oh, like, he senses something. He's like, pull over. Pull over up here. And then, like, they'll pull over. And then he'll, like, run out into the bushes. And he's like, drugs are here. And even it's like a bag of drugs. And someone just, like, dropped in the bushes. Like, he could sense it from, like, a mile away. And, shit. and I'm like, I need to see it. And he's, like, giving them instructions on how to shoot their guns properly, like, with target practice. He's like, no, I see you missed, you missed, like, the center area here. You got to, like, free yourself. And you got to, like, tell them, like, an all zen and shit. And, like, how to have them shoot their guns. So, I don't know. It sounds hilarious. I think I'm going to What if him out. and Shaq had a police reality show? Oh, my God. But Shaq's not a law enforcement agent. Yes, he is. What are we talking about? He's, like, a Miami deputy. What? Yeah. For reals, for reals. That, like, honorary? Or he no, went to like, police academy? Yeah. He was actually doing the thing, just like Seagal. Like, he had a show... He went to the police academy stuff. He is a like, but it was all deputy. part of the show. No, though. like he is, he pulls people over. He is a reserve deputy. <laughs> Never heard <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that's like you see this car. It's like car, a clown car like leaning to one in. side. <laughs> Shaq and and co- it gets out. The car almost flips back over because <laughs> Kevin Hart is his partner. the largest. Oh, God. <laughs> you're like, what seems to be the problem, officer? He's like, oh, you have any idea how fast you're going? How does he lean in to talk to you through the window? Like, he folds in half. <laughs> he, he gets on his hands and knees, and then he's at window level. Like, Jack is a very tall man. For anyone who doesn't know, he's a very tall man. The big, the big I know he is a giant. Like, he comes, comes in through the window, that giant hand. With a giant hand. <laughs> he's a reserve deputy for one of the police departments down south. <laughs> Just call him in like a superhero when they need him. Like, I don't know what more like. Yeah. There's a bank robbery. Who do we call? Shaq. Because he's got the biggest, biggest target. No, see, I think Shaq was just like, hey, I played that game Crackdown. I want to do it for real. Yeah. <laughs> just like him running around town, like saving people. Did, like, Shaq, uh, we, we're going to do combat training today. Uh, I don't need it. Oh, you ever play Shaq Fu? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why do you have a sledgehammer? I, I thought this Yo, was You guys ever see Steel? Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm Magic. Kazam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His punchline, he doesn't even say, he doesn't have to say, I was in Kazam, but just after he rests, like, all right, book him. And he slaps the cuffs on, Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> That's just his punctuation to end the scene. Yeah, I own it, though. Book him, <laughs> God damn. Is so that our surreal. movie? Is that our movie at the end? Uh, maybe. That's fucking funny. As for me, I don't even remember what I did. I started reading The Lost World by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, it's fine so far. I started listening to that, and they had the worst person reading it. Oh, yeah. He was just like, The Lost World by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And I was like, nope. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is this thing, nine hours long? It's not happening. Is it the Diane Reem problem? It's Spotify. They have books on tape. You yeah. can just click. Diane oh, Reems. Get it, off my girl, Diane Reems. No, man. Yeah, man. I listen to Diane yeah. because I'm like, I'm enchanted at like every word. It takes forever for her to speak, but I'm just like, what's she going to say next? It's like, I'm, I'm just I'm waiting. I not can't. With this, I can't. This person. She's on NPR. She talks in a way that leads you on and on because you're not entirely uh, sure oh, God. of what she's going oh, to say. I pull my it, ears out of is, my head. It, it kills me, but she's also like... But she's not really good at what she does. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not doing the woman justice because she's not long-winded. She's fierce. Yeah, she she. <laughs> what is she a drag queen? No, no, no. But I'm <laughs> serious. Like, but she'll have someone she, on, and her voice like, is just shot. She's well, she, she, well, she's a she's a very old woman, and she's very no. And she, it's she's been doing that. She has, she's had to have like she's retiring. Oh yeah, yeah. She's retiring this year. She's and she's been in journalism for like. But she'll 80 have someone on, and she'll years. be like, "What did you mean when you said this?" And they'll try to give the plastic answer, and she's like, "Okay, but you didn't answer me." And they're just like, "Fuck." Yeah, she's not no, gonna she's, go away. Yeah, she's a yeah. she's go getter. Well, Team Reams. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't listen to her. I, I, I've never heard her. But I love NPR. It was like Carl Castle. That's the guy. You I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> should we should we do this show as like an NPR like? Who can do the best Carl Castle impression? Oh, I, don't know. I, don't know. I have Castle. another. Carl oh, Castle's God, the guy. Damn it! Come on, Carl, I don't listen to NPR. Carl Castle's the guy okay. who when you're when he's talking, it sounds like if you're in your car. And Carl Castle speaking, you sound like you're inside his mouth because yeah. he's very like. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> it's like, I can't. It's me, Carl Castle. Uh, See, I, I like uh, what I've heard on NPR. I've enjoyed. I just don't listen to the radio in my car. I do. Oh. I, well, I'm at, well, I, I drive for work a lot, so it'll be like on yeah. whenever they're talking. That, that, I that. listen to NPR, and then at five o'clock, I change it to ninety-four point five for the drive time '90s R&B radio. <laughs> From five o'clock to five twenty is a drive time R&B radio. And I listen to that, and then I go back to NPR. I've been watching X Files with the lady, and uh, we with got the lights to, on. We got to episode three, man, and it was good. <laughs> it was the one with tombs. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's the topic? I got, I got a couple topics. What's All right. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna roll the dice to pick a topic. No, no, no. Uh, the first topic we got is copyright, and new writers are always afraid of people stealing their ideas. Mm. And they're like, "Oh, I got to get this on lockdown. I got to do this and that, and make sure nobody steals my idea." And I think it comes to the fundamental misunderstanding of what copyright is you don't own your ideas an idea in your head is not you, you can't own that i was under the impression that if anything comes out of your typewriter you basically own it yes only so, you, so, you, so it has to be written is what you're saying you have to, anything you write you own copyright on as long as you're not plagiarizing it well plagiarism isn't really a thing for fiction mm-hmm. so stop stop worrying about copyright if somebody steals your idea and writes it go ahead and write your thing <laughs> Because, yeah, do you know how many ideas I've had where then it's like, oh, coming next summer, this movie. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, it's just part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, like, you, it's can't, just... you can't steal somebody's idea. They can just have a similar idea and then make a product out of it yeah. based on writing. And more importantly, you'll be surprised at how similar your idea might sound to something. Like, and then by the time you actually work it out and make it a real thing, you're like, oh, this is based on the same idea. And you can veer off in exactly. wildly However, situations. when my friends and I used to make movies... I came up with an idea for a high school that was only populated by 90210, or not 91, um, what's it, 21 Jump Street? They're just undercover They're, cops? Everyone in the school oh. is an undercover cop. And we thought that was a hilarious <laughs> idea, and we never got around to filming it. And then, like, a year and a half later, it's on SNL with um, Lonely Island. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was just like, they did it so much better than I would have been able to do it. So, <laughs> but, but, but here's kudos. the thing. If you had made that skit, and you physically made the skit, yeah. if Lonely Island's skit was too much like yours, then you've got a case because you're, right. you're arguing about a finished product. That happened with the South Park guys and uh, their jokes about Inception. Yes. I guess, was it College Humor or Cracked did a they video? They wrote Inception? No, no, no. The South Park guys did an episode about Inception. Like, this is right, right around the time Inception came out. And I think it was College Humor did a video that was just making fun of Inception. And there were some jokes just lifted, like lines of dialogue lifted straight out line of this thing. Line. line for line. I believe they went to court over it. And their defense was simply, okay, yeah, we did take some of these things. It was our mistake. But the reason why we took it is because we thought those were lines from the movie that they were using in that thing as because a Because they never actually watched Because the they movie. did not see Inception for themselves. I haven't Which either. That's, I feel like life is way more interesting. Really? I disagree. It's a I saw, I saw a meme the other day of Leo at the uh, taking his Oscar or whatever, and then he spins a top, and I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. And uh, life is <laughs> that's just a, a great joke. Me. That's what you mean yeah. by interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a great joke. That's a great if joke you, if you know what that means. Out on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, life is just a little more mysterious. I did see a funny college humor thing about Leo DiCaprio when it's like, please give him the Oscar. It's, it's like written from his mom, and mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> I'm so worried for my poor baby boy because it goes through all the different things he's done for his career, and mm-hmm. finally it's on The Revenant. And it's like, please, I don't want him to win an Oscar if he's hanging from a noose. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like, please, just for the sake of my, my poor baby boy's yeah. life, please just give him the Oscar. <laughs> Apparently, he is a dick on set, like with Practical Jokes. On The Wolf of Wall Street, his Practical Joke for Jonah Hill, they hadn't really met. He just runs up and cock punches him as hard as he can. That's that's not a joke. Yeah. That's so a way to break the ice. Pretty sure that's assault. Time out. I, I also I need to I need to this is a minor diatribe. Call that a pep. Yeah. Um, it's not a practical joke if you're just being an asshole and filming it. But Which is what like, when, a prank. Dude, it's yeah. a prank. When you look yeah. No, no, is that is that funnier if somebody had said to Leo, Hey listen, Jonah's really nervous about meeting you. Oh yes. Yeah. No, no, that's that is funny. But Jonah Hill apparently Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's really like Jonah Hill has this problem where if he gets punched in the balls, it hurts really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Leo's like, he That's does, so weird. but he feels really weird about it. So like, just get it over. With. But Jonah Hill, you know the scene. You guys have all seen the movie. Mm-hmm. No. Seen what movie? Wolf of Wall Street. No, I haven't. Oh, no, definitely didn't watch that at work. Well, there's a scene where they're eating sushi. Jonah is supposed to take the last piece of sushi, but he said, "No, Leo, you go and have it." Then kept messing up the scene. So Leo ate like twenty pounds of tuna sushi that day <laughs> and was sick for like a week. And Jonah and uh, they see that's a competition going yeah. back for. So he's, that's not dickish. That's just well, no, he was getting Leo back for yeah, yeah. the first the, cock the punch. dick punch. Uh, okay, listen, people might want to steal your idea. Nobody wants to steal the work that is going to take to make it. Mm-hmm. So that's what you own. Do the yeah. work. And yeah. if you came up with an idea, that's not. Yeah, no, yeah, ideas no, are no not protected. protected. They're not yeah. worth anything. Yeah. Do something with it, or unless you're unless you're patenting a use case for an object for some reason that you haven't made. So we need to get rid of those patents, use patents, because they're awful. Yeah. So, so what can you do to protect yourself against the kind of thing where somebody actually steals your yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. Like in, in, the, in the unlikely event somebody actually steals your work, what would you actually do to protect yourself? I would recommend uploading your work to something that you could prove that you uploaded it to, like Google Drive or Dropbox and things mm-hmm. like that. You can also give it to everybody you know to mm-hmm. read. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Is like Because the, the more character witnesses you have, that like, no, the better I fucking read yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. There's also the what the poor man's copyright that mail it I, to yourself. I, I'd heard that that is okay, but that doesn't that that's not as effective as it used to be because you could fake that shit now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's still another layer. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and for those of you listening, the poor man's copyright is yeah. for the moment you finish it, you send it as certified mail to yourself, closed, and don't, and open, don't it. open it. Yeah. It costs like $2 to get something notarized. That would probably be a good idea. Or nothing if your bank just notarizes it. Yeah. yeah. Of course, for all your bank knows, you just notarized a cover page and a bunch of white pieces of paper. No, <laughs> no notaries um, are... There's They'd be more of, thorough than that. Would they? Would, they, would your? Would, if, yes. you're, if someone's going to notarize the script, do they have to read the script? They would read it, but your bank would notarize it for free. So some poor fool has to read your script over and over. Yes, again, as long as you're a member of the yeah. bank, it's worth your membership. They get more money out of you than you know. Damn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, I might take advantage of that then. It's like we're going to the library. I've, I've it'd be awkward is, to write a script on pur- write a script that's really bad on purpose about like robbing a bank and be like, "Can you read this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. Tell no. me what you think. Then <laughs> jokes, yeah. jokes, jokes stop being you. jokes when you walk into a bank. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not a joke. That's my I, script. I've totally. How dare you? I've totally thought about just becoming a notary before because it's not that expensive. But you'd abuse it, that power. But it's no. But it's also just like a weird thing to do for a joke for yourself that you would find funny for about four days. Kind of like becoming. A priest or something, yeah, yeah like a universal. You know, I did that in high school. Totally yeah. did that as well. Mm-hmm. Five bucks. Not I did it when it was free. Really? The guy, yeah. oh. the guy who certifies you is laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. he's, he's laughing right alongside you. <laughs> it's a funny joke. He says it was worth it at seventeen. It's worth it now. Be ordained at least because in the state of Florida, you can marry yes. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still ordained? Is there like a? Uh, it's a lifetime membership. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know if I don't. Well, the whole thing is if the company goes defunct, I'm not sure. Well, I also don't care. <clears throat> Okay, 
So our other topic, other than copyright, is names. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you come up with names for stuff? Um, that's one of the hardest things for fiction writers. Yeah, especially anything that's um, nonfiction or, mm-hmm. or creative nonfiction. I start with the actual names, and then I have to go through and replace, which is scary because sometimes you miss some. For me, there's two thought processes I have. One is name them common names that don't mean anything that are just throwaway. They're two differentiate people in the text. The other one is you give subtle hints to characterization or plot through them. And it really depends on the situation and kind of the story you're telling. I think with fantasy or science fiction, it's a lot easier to put in characterization in the name. But the more modern you get, I think the 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 more that's a hindrance, and the more that's a, a complete lead, red flag that you can you can wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. See, I personally don't like doing that. I like picking a name that will be defined by the character or the event or whatever. With the exception of the short film that I wrote for Malachi. Mm-hmm. The Algonquin names I picked for the the characters were more like you know he, he kills yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, cool! But that's Do you it. Rely on like Google Translate for something like that? No, I mean, I relied on a website that I have no idea whether or not is legit. I do that as well. I also I go to Fantasy Name Generator. Ooh, yeah, I go there. I go there all the time. It'll be like most of the stuff I do is pretty contemporary. So I'll be like modern names, random, refresh, F five, F five, F five, F five, until I see a name that I'm like that like leaps out at me. Sometimes it's just a first name, and sometimes just a last name. It'll be like, all right, I'll I'll make like a short list of for my main character. Let's just say I'll have like, oh, uh, that's a good last name. That's a good oh. first name, and then I'll mix and match of like after doing it for twenty minutes, you know, finding mm-hmm. and mix and matching and unless, and then maybe sometimes it'll make me think of my own last name. Go ahead. I I do have a third case, which is um, illusions, which I actually really like. I'm doing the Goblin PI thing, and the two main guys are Saul Trowel, and I forget the orc's first name but his last name is bowman but it's a reference to sam spade and archer mm-hmm. from the maltese falcon mm-hmm. it's, it's just a subtle nod for me that i get to laugh at it's like my own personal joke it's, it's also kind of a touchstone for yourself yeah. to keep you on track yeah also it'd be great if someone else was a giant noir nerd and just or, go like, or if it'd be great if anyone else listened yeah. to this podcast <laughs> <It'd be great. laughs> it's like or just saw that and was like i saw what you did there and i'm like me and you buddy we got this yeah i usually choose like a culture i'm writing about and I'll look up names from that culture. Mm-hmm. I don't like apostrophes. <laughs> oh, you Me mean like, what I mean? Yeah. Like, we want to make this weird and foreign, so we're going to throw in, like, six apostrophes. I like them if it's a really short name. Like, uh, I looked up a god from ancient cultures for a character for World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and the name was Ma'at. M-A apostrophe A-T. I'm just thinking of people who are like, I need to make a fantasy world, so I'm going to throw in... Weird punctuation in there. Oh, throwing it in there just yeah. for just what, just to make it but look like, on the page like, look. Uh, yeah, like, but, it, but if it's short, it's kind of fun. Yeah, right. So if it's like D apostrophe up. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll also say these names out loud because I tend to focus on scripts, and scripts are going to be spoken out loud. So I'm going to be like, all right, how does this name sound? Uh, you know, John Smith. It's uh, it's a little too plain. You know, obviously I wouldn't just that's not the first yeah. go to, but like I would start saying these names out loud and be like, ah, uh, that doesn't really ring, or oh well, there's too many s- sounds in it, at the beginning mm-hmm. and the end, and you know what looks good on the page doesn't necessarily sound good. So I don't know, man. It's it, I, every script I've written, it's it's a different approach each time depending on the genre, how serious does it take itself. You know, I usually use a basis of German names. My favorite shitty name for a character is absolutely from Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Is Stacker Pentecost. <laughs> oh, God. It's so bad that it's amazing. Yeah. That's a script right It's like name. hero protagonist. 
Yeah. Well, no, he, Hero Protagonist is is making fun of itself. Right. Yeah. Was his name like Akihiro or something? I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm also just trying to think of like other names in fiction that are just fucking perfect. Kowalski. Um, Kowalski's good. Kowalski's used in like every cop. Yeah. Like every, yeah. <laughs> every like military or Oh, cop no. And, and also in any, especially like the Mick cop name. Or, um, Mick, or Mick gangster name. Like, Costigan comes up all the fucking time. I'm trying to think of yeah, Costigan. What names are perfect. Star Wars, they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but they're also throwaway. Yeah. That's their purpose, is to be throwaway. Um, and I think I that, do, I, I that think the worst for me works like, for them. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> is, it's like it almost sounds like a palindrome. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. The more you think about it, it's like, where did that? Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then hide under the name Ben Kenobi. We're, we're, not, ta- we're not talking oh, about no, the not character even, it's not even, Kenobi. Right. Just not even, it's not even Ben Kenobi. It's yeah. old Ben Kenobi. So he's that's an older even gentleman. Less, that's even yeah. less hidden for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, you know, old is Ben Kenobi, used to be a Jedi. <laughs> is Kenobi, like, is that a common family name? That's how he's able to hide? I don't know, man. Wouldn't you think that Darth Vader would be like, find me all the uh, Kenobis? Yeah. Like, he goes into LinkedIn, and he's like, bring these people here. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, lord, your LinkedIn profile does not have enough connections. Oh, thank <laughs> <laughs> How I hate you. <laughs> My lord, will you endorse me for oppressing the weak? For me, the hardest thing to name is a place it's more to me like locations yeah. are harder uh, to that, name well, again than, that, than that depends on what you're going where like especially if you're doing like like neighborhoods or cities it's sort of easy because you know the mechanisms of how those are named which yeah. is the most identifiable geographic location in the area or names the, it or the industry or the industry that started it or the person who did that mm-hmm. yeah and if it's the person you don't even need to explain who they are but like oxenforda became oxford it was a place where they could Londonwick bring their London. ox across the river. I think know? I've had the most luck in having a name that felt like a character in D&D games. I think oh. that's really where – because, like, I had, a, I had a warlord named Devin Post. I love Devin Post. There's no reason for that name. It's nonsense. <laughs> Liam had a character named Captain Victor Sid. I loved him. And it was a great character. If I ever hear Victor Sid, I think of that character. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Whenever you hear a name of something, you think of what the, yeah. the, the word means. <laughs> Every time I hear the word Josh, I think of Josh. It's like, <laughs> I don't. Weird, isn't it? What was your, Grog was your, Grog. Yeah. Well, Grog, I took the name Grog after the drink of Monkey Island. So, Which is also just a real drink. When I, but, but when I hear Grog, I think of both. <laughs> I've never played Monkey Island. It's, it's good. good. Good game. You got any I good heard. character names from, D, from uh, Tabletop Gaming? Tabletop oh, Gaming? I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> no. no good. What's, what was your favorite character playing who Tabletop was, Who was your Jedi? I don't remember. He was a... I don't remember either. I know he was an asshole. Yeah. He was a black gentleman. He was from the planet that um, Mace Windu was from. The black yeah. people planet? Yeah, they're mostly... Of course. It's like the Red Guard. They're, no, not, uh... they're not humans. They just live on their own planet. <laughs> well, they're Jedi. Awful. I know. <laughs> That's, tough. That's how science fiction does they're it. They're Jedi and they crashed. And then so everyone on the planet is force sensitive and they have weird metal that deflects lightsabers. Oh, then uh, why does he coroni- use a lightsaber? Coronium or whatever, yeah. yeah. Why does he use a lightsaber instead of uh, wear armor made of that shit and punch people to death? Uh, the Imperial Knights do. They have they have bracers. Mm-hmm. Oh. They have metal with that, which is to say that there's 10 kilograms of it in existence. Wow, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, okay. I don't Naming is character creation for me takes a very long time. Skyrim, 
Oblivion, any of that kind of thing. Oh, really? For that for that kind of stuff, for video games, oh, I have like no. five set things. One is my own name, depending on what it is. But also, uh, Renton Bane is like my favorite go-to fantasy. I'm a I'm a dick hole. I can spend name. six hours flipping through screens, getting my character. Um, and also, name, I, if I it's Star be. Wars, I try to get away with Revan every time I can because I funny. just want to be Revan. I, in World of Warcraft, I named I had a bunch of characters that were named a bunch of nonsense sounds mm-hmm. that I came Opus. up with. Yeah, and then I hit the random button a bunch until I saw a name that was like Labladopus, and I, I, I was like, oh, Opus. It's O-P-I-S. Simple. And that character I played more than any of the other ones, so now that's all I think of when I think of World of Warcraft is that character. I enjoy being Severian a gnome, for me. gnome bard, so I tried to ch- pick gnome names. What's gnome a gnome names? name like? Gnomes have like 15 names, and they only use certain ones for Toe certain biter. people. <laughs> it's very strange. That's why I wanted to choose a topic of names because I'm not that great with names. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I, I I like the random name generators because I usually don't end up mm-hmm. picking any of the names that I see. Right, but it but, will, it, but it gives me an idea. Right, yeah, something right. will click. Carl with a K is my go-to. Yeah, the the random name generator thing, like a house. Carl. It, it, it tells me the, the more the more you know what it isn't, the closer you get to figuring out what it is. Where it's like, you know, I don't like anything with a with a K. You know, nothing with a J. Yeah, either. I want something that with like a like yeah. with a B. You know, with like or you seven take a, Z's. Take a regular name and just start I, chopping out. Something Sounds. Polish. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a problem where, like, I want to name every girl Sam, and I don't know why. Sam like, for short for Samantha. And That's the whole thing is, like, I don't know any – there's nothing from my past that is has marked me this way. And I'm thinking it might just be Cheers. Ooh, yeah. Or it might be a alien probe has implanted that in you so that when the alien comes down and says, my name is Samantha, you're you like, are oh, just you're that the much one. more likely to trust her. <laughs> Your ass is going to be so wet. What? <laughs> Your butthole will what leak? <laughs> will percolate. Um, so is this conversation <laughs> over? All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's circle back here. Yeah, let's go back. Names are dumb. Don't ever give your characters. Just uh, number them. So it's like character one, character two. That's <laughs> the best way to go. That's what I do. This is a book about operator number how, how numbers so. started killing each other. Like Arabic numerals just went to war. And then midway through, be like, this is character zero. And then you're like, oh. That's the Racer X. <laughs> That's the Racer X character. So let's talk about our own writing. Let's do this shit. And lack thereof. Because I think that's that's going to be something that I need to talk about here. So, Liam, what about you? Um, I wrote a little thing, and it was kind of just almost an experiment piece on repetition, mm-hmm. where the first sentence of every paragraph was the same sentence. And just trying to use that to to a narrative rhythmic advantage. The story I didn't really give that much shit about. It was just I've been talking to my friend who was working construction. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna write a little piece about that and what kind of um, that mode of life and about your Daisy Dukes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> need to bring in the jorts. Yeah, but it was it was mostly just a, to to see if I could use repetition and have it work without it being boring. I think it was a moderate success. I don't think it was was tiring. It wasn't boring. Yeah. Um, it, did, it didn't become... I liked the repetition. I just felt the overall story was very oppressive. <laughs> really? Because yeah. I, I thought it ended on sort no, of a it, high note. No, it ended on a high note, but the life they lived was oppressive to me. Right, but the story wasn't oppressive. It was <laughs> story, about people who live a life that might well, it be felt, oppressive. I felt oppressed. Not in the way of... Because you had to read it, so modern you had to read it before. No, like... <laughs> You're oppressing me, Josh. More like the room was getting smaller. If you felt oppressed reading that, we got to launch into yours next. You know, I was going to say, like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Um, 
Do you have more to say about Sitting it? Sitting under an umbrella, sipping on your beer, be like, ah, oh, this is life. It's my day off. And just cut. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. oppressed. <laughs> in my life, I was working construction, and all the construction workers were like, quit college. That's stupid. Don't go there. Do this. And then I could just see that route reading that, and I was right, just like, right. Ugh. But that doesn't. And that's not it. No, that's either. not. It's the that's opposite of, of that. That's what I said when I got to the end. I was like, yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah. he's doing it for the money. He's uncomfortable. The idea that even the repetition of it, like the first day off in a long, long time, is at the beginning of every thought that he had that day. Yeah. That was the beginning of every of every experience, the beginning of every thought that he had for that entire day was that thought. And that that's gentleman. what that re- repetition was trying to, to reinforce. Well, what about yeah. the other four dudes? They, they were gonna, fine, man. They were smoking weed and hanging out. But are they going to go to college? Are they going to do that for the not. rest of their life? It doesn't. I don't. I think as I an felt for these characters, Liam. I think as an experiment, it was a success. Okay, yes. thank you, Josh. Yeah. Sorry, it, you made it, me feel with your story, Liam. It was not tedious at all. There, I, I didn't feel as though I got bored of the premise no. that's stated in the in the sentence. Okay, I think it was executed. However, I well. would like to hear about any difficulties you're having with your main story. Okay, so I'm running into big difficulties with the Hatter based on how jumping dimensions works because it needs to be limited because they can't the more control your your main character has the less it's hard for them to have hardships if they can just do whatever they want whenever they want yeah um and so, and so you some need fun, some kind of some kind of uh obstacle to go overcome to jump or again. even or even just magical rules being weird like you need kryptonite um, yeah but yeah. but also i want it to be a concrete idea so that the person reading it when they're confronted with a problem knows these four things can't happen and then you get to surprise them. If anything can happen at any time, you're not really surprising them because they're not expecting something not to happen. But you say these things can't happen, and then something happens, they're like, oh. so you're looking. Yeah, for like, it like Rick and Morty doesn't surprise you with its randomness; it surprises you with its gravitas and weird emotionality. Yes, um, very much. That's so. the thing that gets you. It's not that it's like, oh, Mr. Poopy Buttholes. The fact that his name isn't Mr. is funny, but it doesn't like shock you. Well, then maybe what much. you need to focus on is the character <clears throat> flaws that these people have. Yes. and because, that's, because that's, I mean, really what drives Rick and Morty is that you know Rick inside and out. Inside, yeah. And how he feels about things. And then anytime he makes an excuse for something, what he really means. Or, or when yeah. there's a situation <clears throat> presented, how Morty and Rick will butt. Yeah, like when Morty exactly. takes the baby from his sex robot and oh, cares for it. And it's like. Rick is like, no, oh, man, just shoot it now. Yeah. And then with the Goblin P.I., I'm having a lot of fun with it, but it's becoming less a noir story and more a spy thriller. Go with it. I'm yeah. leaning into it. Good. Yeah, but it started out with, like, loan sharks and mobsters and then has progressed to government-level conspiracies. I think that's the better. Very quick, like, but it ramped up super quick, and I'm almost worried that it happens too fast at the moment. I think you might be served well in that idea to treat it as though it's not fantastical at all. Like, not for the final product, but for the sake of developing it. Yeah. And then, after you've done that... Indiana Jones it? Can you... Uh, Indiana Jones is a world where magic totally fucking exists, but 90% of the story does not involve magic. No, I mean for the development process. Okay. So, for instance, you think of it as an actual spy movie thriller with no magical elements. And then replace elements. Exactly. The rules will write themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that one's the one I'm, I'm not having a problem with. The, okay. rules, the rules of magic in that one, I know. Okay. Like, I have them solidified. What about you, Doug? I have a uh, more detailed uh, outline for A Planet Without Christmas, and I have the first two pages of the script. 
Uh, reason why I didn't print it up and have you guys read it is because they're so short because it's a screenplay. It's like it's, two pages is nothing. It's like, it's like it's, a minute. Yeah, it's like, it. it'd, it'd be like a paragraph. Um, I could just tell it to you and it'd be faster. Plus, it's better for me to tell you what the first scene is, not just what the first two pages are. The story opens with... Um, Matthew McConaughey? No. Our captain... Captain Spriggs is going to so be Matthew his name. Mm-hmm. Spriggs. Yeah. Um, that was one of the random names like that came that. up that I liked. So it's Christopher. It's uh, um, no, I'm sorry, not Christopher. It's Nick. So it's like Nicholas. A, a Nicholas of, Spriggs. Sprig of Holly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, don't you worry, baby. <laughs> uh, we're so going to lean gonna de- in for a kid. We're going to deck the halls. Oh. <laughs> it, it, uh, it opens with him uh, on his ship. And it describes the ship briefly and to give you like what the tone is like and that it's this super sleek, you know, f- futuristic kind of thing, but utilitarian. But there's like, you know, garlands hanging and, uh, and stuff like that. So he's sort of decorating his ship a little bit. There's Christmas music playing. He enters this like hallway of the corridor of his ship and he's carrying this like half wrapped present like he's having trouble with it. He goes and he sits down at the mess hall, like in the mess. Okay. But it's like a table that's big enough for like maybe six to eight people but it's just him sitting there and there's like paper and he's like wrapped a couple presents and in the corner there's a tree with a couple really shitty wrapped presents underneath like he's not really good at wrapping it and then the um uh, that's a myth i find that men are better at wrapping presents than well dude have well, you ever seen well, my here's dad the thing. wrap anything of course not oh it's fucking no the other thing is like the other thing is <laughs> that come from it's not it's, it, it it might have happened because he will do that stuff on the fly and it's it's immaculate the, the reason the reason i don't it's not Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm not going for the cliche that he's a man, therefore he can't wrap presents. He's wrapping presents and they're really shitty, but the computer is going to come on and say, why don't you just use, like, the easy fold, like, futuristic wrapping paper that makes it super easy? And he goes, no, it's a thought that counts. Like, I'm doing this old-fashioned way. It's the way, you know, my dad did it, and I want to I do it this way because my kids are going to enjoy tearing it apart. And with that new stuff, you know, it just unfolds, and it's like not – whatever. So I'm just making a note about it's the future and that you can right. do this really easy. But he's, he's making the effort to wrap these presents because to him this is what, like, Christmas is about, is doing this for – family and then um the computer comes on and says hey uh we're gonna be dropping out of warp in about five minutes just so you know i know you're in the middle of wrapping these presents so you might want to get up topside and he just says uh okay before i do that can you pull up my uh you know the 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 order log and it pulls up the order and you can see that he's shipping uh trees and i I went and i researched and i found like a specific type of crisp there's a specific type of tree it's like a it's like a red Virginia pine or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, but it's um it's a specific tree that actually exists. And the idea is that he is shipping trees that were grown on Earth 
to a planet where they don't have those kinds of trees. So, but it's this super capitalist planet. We remember we talked about it before. Anyway, so he's like, okay, that's the order. It looks pretty good. It's like a couple tons of these of these trees still alive and potted, you know, things or whatever. Kofi like goes into the hold and they're all there. Like I was thinking about spread, that spread on every wall, like like anti gravity or. I, I have it. It's just it's just he has gravity in his ship. That is okay, just, it's yeah. like the Millennium Falcon, and, and they're all over the cargo hold. And he's like, that smells so great. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be a good scene. But that's pretty much where the two pages ended. But where the rest of the scene goes is he uh, he goes, all right, time to get up there. He's like bantering with the the computer. The computer's not supposed to be like super intelligent, but it's just intelligent enough to like, like, like get Ger- like Gertie from Moon a little bit. Yeah, where it's just intelligent enough to get when he's being sarcastic or whatever, and he's programmed it to like you know respond to his particular things. So it's like I would you know think you should know you should get up to the you know thing. So because we're we're dropping out warp in about five minutes and he goes huh i should i should uh, get up there then shouldn't i and he says well you're you are the captain he goes all right so he gets up and he goes and he goes in the cockpit and uh he's like all right hit it and it's gonna say captain on the bridge and you hear Hurr! of like a you know like a like a kazoo sort of thing <laughs> like just basically spoofing the idea of like you know of the bo- bo- uh, boatsman's whistle or the whatever yeoman, yeah. the yeoman's whistle, whatever so it's like it's just showing how he's kind of like entertaining himself because he's very bored and this is the long haul <clears> and he's trained the computer to entertain him with these stu- silly stupid rituals Doesn't mean it might be weird but to have a scene where the computer's like i wish you would change it back to my standard setting and he's like no that one's great yeah like that kind of yeah, yeah. that little funny banter is whatever so anyway so you don't have wishes you just yeah. are programmed by a very narcissistic yeah. exactly person. so he's uh so he's gonna sit down into the cockpit and he's be like all right, dropping out of warp. Three, two, one, and it drops out, and he's gonna be. It's gonna be the planet, this huge, beautiful planet in front of in front of him, and he's like, "All right, uh, let's start docking procedures. Uh, call up the main uh, line here to do this." And he's like, "All right, making contact, but there's an incoming signal. It's burst transmission. I can't stop it." He's like, "What?" Burst transmission comes up on his like monitors, like surrounding his like view of of, of the cockpit, and it's like, "Welcome to RS two. Prepare for prepare for your boarding process." And he's just like, "Oh God, it's one of these videos. God damn it!" And it's going to be like, "Can we please shut this thing off?" And it's just ta- it's basically like the longest, loudest, most annoying vacation promotional video of like, "Thank you for coming to RS two. Check out our awesome hotels." And, blah, 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 blah. and he's like, "Shut Be the sure goddamn to, thing it, off." It, it, the first. Be thing sure to, to visit mind. the mountain of diamonds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The first thing. That came to mind was dropping into Bioshock into the mm. into the bottom and it's like is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? <laughs> no, not quite that. It's pretty much the opposite of that. But, but the same it's idea. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. This, this propaganda, I got the Hitchhiker's Guide. Thank you for coming. Now you're gonna die. <laughs> it's it's the idea of just like uh, you are waiting in line at Disney World. And mm-hmm. this is the shit they're going to shovel at you. And that's when he's like, oh, wait. And it's like, we can't shut this down. And it says, at one point, the video is going to say, just get in, get to the end of the line and docking procedures will begin. He's like, what? And there's a ring around the planet of ships waiting to land. Oh, so he's like, no, oh, no. Because it's like he's he's on a time schedule yeah. here to land. He's like, god damn it. They implemented the planetary landing process. And it's like, must. And then the we can't, we can't, wait, we wait, can't wait. clear you to land and until you've disabled ad blocker. <laughs> and pretty much. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. the whole thing is, there's no trucker's lane. That, well, here's the thing, though. It's like he's – the computer tells him that he was on schedule to land. It's like, oh, you're you're actually two minutes ahead of schedule. Like, oh, sounds great. Plenty of time to land because this is the future. We can land in no time. And then he gets there and it's like a line of like you know three hours long to get through the atmosphere. I, the whole thing is I like that because it's not even like he's a fuck up. It's that the system is stacked against yes, him. Yes, yes. Because he's is, a small time. He's small yeah, time. That's, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because him being a fuck up is like, dude, and you're one guy on one ship. Do your fucking job. Like yeah. can you not deliver – the computer <laughs> does half the work – calculates your landing trajectory how can you fuck that up so it's more of like the, it's just stacked against him because he's a small or even guy. Or, or even if you especially if you add in another sequence where it's like the guy arguing with him is like 
He's like, I was here on time. I was just in line. Mm-hmm. And you could make the like. He was like, if I if I was part of the one of the big big truck, shipping lanes or whatever, big truckers yeah. union, I would have been able to circumnavigate that, and I would have been here on time. And he was like, not my fucking problem. And he's like, you hired me because I was cheaper. Like you, you this is expected. But anyway, so he's gonna have to like either pay. He's either gonna. I can't decide if he's gonna have to pay money to get into the fast lane and shut this damn video off, or if he's just gonna say. Fuck it! I'm gonna like pull some crazy maneuver where I'm gonna get in line with the big, you know, with the big ship, take the comet down, and just be like, excuse me, beep, beep, vroom, and just like ignore, you know, yeah. heavy lane traffic and just get into like fast lane traffic with the comet because it's smaller and there'd be a rule about sh- smaller ships, you know, step to the left, bigger ships have to go through like sort of like a way station, right. like a space equivalent of way <laughs> station. So he can circumvent that by loading up his smaller ship with half of the cargo and be like, all right, let's just take it down now and we can get the rest of it. I just have to be on time. And then, of course, that's going to be a little action gets- scene of him trying to deliver it, you know, speeding through traffic, trying to get to there, and he, you know, screeches the thing to a halt, and they're like, ah, you're 30 seconds late. Fuck you. Or he gets pulled over, and then the cop's like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, that's I, the I classic say, Christmas. Mm-hmm. The, the more in-depth this story gets and the more in-depth of the troubles even before you get to the main planet mm-hmm. they're having – the more I enjoy the story. Well, thank you. But yeah, so uh, he's gonna uh, that that's gonna be the b- first basic scene is how he, the how he's going to be late because this planet is so freaking popular and it's Christmas time and the, and I think the irony that uh, his delivery is live Christmas trees to a planet that loves Christmas but yet they can't grow trees and stuff. So because it's um, just too tropical. Yeah, exactly. No, that was exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. actually thinking of it as sort of like a tropical, sort of Miami. Uh, you know, it's Hawaii there. the planet. Yeah, Hawaii the planet, but super capital, super capitalist, and stuff. like like Hawaii, the actual island. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, he's gonna then he's gonna take off after that, and he's gonna make the deal about uh, transporting Christmas goods and stuff. So then I'll, I'll work out like the, the the deal of like why he's transporting all the Christmas stuff, and then he's gonna get caught and land on uh, uh, Wotan Four, and that'll be uh, the beginning <laughs> of the story. Yeah, I like that. I like where it's going. I also Thank like you. where it's going, and I. Yes. It started out as a, a pretty silly, stupid idea that we randomly generated. Yeah, it was a joke. Is um, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more detail you're getting into it, it's not becoming less funny. It's becoming more heartwarming and and emotionally resonant. Thank you. And hopefully next week I'm going to try to get that first scene done, if not a little bit more. So you go, you'll get the full complete like. You can read it for yourselves at that point. I want to right, tell awesome. it to you. Let's talk about Max. Well, no, excellent. Uh, his schlock. My schlock. Tell You're me schlock. about my schlock. No, you got to tell us. Schlock, I got to tell schlock, them about you, my schlock. I hate it and I you, hate it. See, you. you're going to have to explain because sometimes I'll misinterpret it and it's this. The, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, like when I misinterpreted Liam's story, he's like, I like that better. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. <laughs> so was the computer a metaphor in your story? The computer? Yeah. Was it real or was it a metaphor? Yeah, no, it wasn't a metaphor. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I can't. Sometimes I have a problem telling when uh, you're sarcastic or just being an asshole. Yeah. So you need to. It's always one or the other. You need well, to. There's work, no sarcasm saying, or work on that shit. Is all I'm saying. So Max, a, what, what did you bring in? Yeah, what I brought in story? a story I'm writing about the world has ended for all. Everyone has to go under. There was these giant underground areas where they were doing. You call it when they pull heat up from the geothermal. 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 So they're working on that. Then is the Earth. Is, got, is this explained in your story? No. Everything I've written down is he's setting up the world that the story takes place in. Yes. So geothermal, they all had to go underground. So over three, four hundred years, people underground, they've all mixed together, they've all, you know, conjoined. So there's kind of a socialist. It's a giant rat king of humans. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Everyone is connected to by their tail. No. 
there's kind of a dystopian socialist state that runs everything, and our main character kind of brushes up against it. He's really not happy with it, doesn't know what to do about it, and then he finds a terrorist organization that wants to bring people up to the surface because on the surface is this utopian society while the rich people live and the poor people are down below fixing it. This is like the Morlocks and the Eloi. Kind of, but then eventually he's going to get brought up there because like, you want to see it so bad. And it's just like people desperately trying to keep these generators going that keeps the atmosphere in the earth from oh, the earth cool. boiling away. It's very cool. So it has, it has a the similar theme The dystopia too. is a utopia, but they don't know it. You should see uh, another anime. So, no. Called Garen Lagan. Oh my god, Garen Lagan. Because that is the starting premise. Yes. Oh. Uh, except for it's not that the atmosphere, it's just above ground there is Things a bunch are bad. Of, things, things are still bad, but everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get above ground. Yeah, because they think, this terrorist organization thinks that there is a Garden of Eden up there, and there's not. It, it's, right. it sounds very similar. I mean, the, the setting mm-hmm. reminds me a Logan's lot run. of the planet Mercury in Rendezvous with Rama. The people who lived on Mercury could only live there underground because, you know, obviously the yeah. radiation mm-hmm. from the sun. But it's so hard to live on Mercury that it is like the most efficient group of people. Everybody there's an engineer and they just get yeah. things done. I, the only part I gave you was the beginning. Sure. Just because I wanted to bring in something mm-hmm. short. Everyone has their own jobs. Like there's Ministry of Agriculture and Farmers and everything like that. This guy just happens to be a thermal engineer. And that's who he associates with because that's who he lives with. There's a lot of information that was required beforehand that you didn't give me before I read it mm-hmm. that isn't in the text that if this is the beginning of it you need immediately I didn't really have that much of a problem with it I felt like you jumped in both feet first mm-hmm. and if the story continued like that I felt confident that I would get more detail. yeah he's gonna go to his job you're gonna see what he does I'm, I'm, not, he I'm not saying like immediately in what you have yeah. but everything you said for me to understand where the narrative was going in this conversation we just had yes needs to show up sooner rather than later in the next bit. Okay. Yeah, it does. Um, There's a lot of things you just said that aren't in that text. Yeah, because they're not in that text. Yes. Because this is like a page from the first page of a story. Uh, Or like like Hobbits. Two, three pages. I was going to say, again, again, I have the formatting issue. (laughs) If you read the page of The Hobbit, you don't know about Mm. all the bad stuff. Again, I had the issue with formatting where... I didn't all the time know who was talking because I you didn't start on a new paragraph. I won't fix that. Uh, with this, just let <laughs> me edit it. No. Can, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> How about this? I'm just, we talked about being sarcastic or yeah. Yeah. How about listeners this? who don't know Max, this is this is I'm, what I'm talking I'm about. I'm just going to edit it? No. Yeah, just let me do that. Then I'll delete it. <laughs> no, you, no, you won't. I'll save it under something else. I have access to the email. You better make sure you copyright protect it if he's going to steal it. Ooh. I'm going to get oh, it. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to steal it and then make it better and give it back to him. <laughs> that's what no, editors I'm do. I'm going to have my laptop notarized. That's what thieves do. No, that's yeah. not what thieves do at all. <laughs> yeah. No, I know the, the, the formatting thing is They don't make a copy just... of something, improve it, and then hand it back no, to the thing is, I, don't, I don't even need you to do it. That's what Mozart does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to piss off Salieri. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even need you to you do it. leave to Mozart. Just, fucking, just let me do it before we post it. No. I'll try to work on that. I'll, but The only thing is you well, don't. Yeah. If, especially if, if one of us is willing to be your editor. Yeah. Well, you, just let us do it. Here, here, here but other than that, what do you guys think of it? Well, here, here was my experience while reading it. It was about it was it was it was like it was at least two pages. It was like three pages. I'm guessing. I think it was two to three, two and It's hard to tell because of the formatting. Yeah. Well, either way, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. The waking here. up and everything. Ooh. The waking up and establishing the world that way. I liked it. It reminded me because it was still fresh in my head of 1984. Yeah. But the thing that I got in 1984 within those first three pages isn't not how the world came to be, but what does this guy think of that world? I didn't 
quite get that. Like I, I was confused I, on I how like he. Were, I felt like you were hiding the ball. On yeah, that one. like I did. Like I know he was. He was looking up. Like all right, uh, news. Tell me about the terrorists and mm-hmm. and and the fighters and everything else. I didn't know if that was because he sided with the terrorists or is he like scared well, of them or is it he, his he mentions job? that he doesn't he, like them. he mentions yeah, he I, mentions that he likes right, the terrorists right but like I I didn't here, well here's the other thing you established that it was underground I thought this was a really cool idea like mm-hmm. like oh things were bad but don't worry someday we're gonna get back up there so I'm like wait a minute is this a dystopia where I'm is this like a Big Brother thing where they're lying and they're not trying to get back up there and yeah. they're intentionally keeping these people down there, or are they legit trying to get back up there and I and I should be rooting for this guy to then succeed. Again. Should I say all that in the first two? No, 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 no. That's not the problem. I don't the really problem, get what you guys are saying. What I'm saying is, is that you want you, all the plot. No, 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 no. I don't even. I don't even know background, what he thinks about. Right. It, the the background yeah. doesn't matter. Whether or not what the the uh, mm-hmm. the Big Brother says to him is true, I don't care about that. All I care is what does he think. Like now, if you had the Big Brother thing come up and it's like, oh, we're up four percent and we're doing great, we're doing great, and then he says he shuts it off, you know, mid sentence and is like, mm-hmm. fuck that asshole. Then I'm like, all right, I get what he thinks. But instead, he lets it go on. He goes and he goes and cleans himself. And I'm like, oh, is he like a loyal party member? I didn't. I just didn't get where he fit in this interesting world that you've already developed. And then, like, there was a bit of, about him that did come out was through conversation. Because yeah. it's like, okay, he's living underground, there's advanced technology, and he's clean himself, he's got access to a shower, and there's, like, a communal meal. Then he goes to the place to get his meal, but the meal is like, really shitty. And I'm like, oh, this is not as cool as I was thinking. It's actually a little bit more of a dystopia yeah. than I was thinking. It's like, even somebody who, I'm assuming because of the way that he's presented, that he's actually well-regarded. And he's, I guess, just by the description like, of how he puts le- it. Yeah. Even, even the idea like, that he was level three. I yeah, have no idea how many levels well, there are. No, yeah. he said if you get to the fourth level, you get that coveted, you know, like emblem for your fourth yeah. level. Yeah. So I'm like, which, oh, which I was this is a guy. He's he's on the he's on the right track. Exactly. Yeah. But but things are even shitty for him. Right. Yeah. It's it's like that. He's like that's the thing I got was he's on the cusp of getting this thing that he really wants. He's working really hard. He <laughs> seems pretty loyal to the cause. Does he believe in the cause or not? Because if he sides with the terrorists, well, then why is he such a good engineer? And I know those are things that you could answer eventually. Yeah. But to start off, I didn't even know where his starting point was. I like, cut it off right when he was about to go to his job, and he talks to his boss. He was like a hey, level nine, mm-hmm. and it's just the total. See, he, I, he, with he all these, yeah. Well, no, he's like. <laughs> but the whole thing is, <laughs> it's, it's like, like it's space like, and time. It's like so, Scientology. Yeah. 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 But the whole thing is like, all right, so you're giving the information that he's level three, and then it's a page and a half before you know that level nine exists. I why should you fine. know all that? In the f- that's I don't a, understand no, why you yeah, want to yeah, know yeah, all yeah. that in the I'm first not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like I, I do need him to make sense in the place in his own society. If I could hear more of his thoughts of just okay. like, of just, and, I, I just want to hear more of what he's thinking of like, yeah. oh man, I hate these new sh- these, See, I hate- like like you explain like <laughs> the shower thing that has no water. He's like, man, I miss the days where he could use water because yeah. this never well, no, actually works right. He never knew, but that's the thing. But I hate I hate giving you guys this because these are outlines to me. I sit down and I write narrative yeah, story okay. outlines, and then I go back. This is a thing I haven't had the chance to. So I, I, I just want to say mm-hmm. because uh, you're getting a lot of criticism for this. I, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> you guys no, no, but it's, I, I, it's, hold on, hold on. You're a little too intense with the criticism. I, 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 I think the amount of information that you're giving is fine. That's fine. I think I would say so too. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I, in this amount of space, I think it's fine. I think that with a little bit of formatting tricks and a little more white space on the page, it mm-hmm. won't seem so much like you're trying to create an info dump while also hiding how he feels. 
So if you just make it more about the motions that he goes through and really like find a pace for that, then I don't have an issue. Well, I get going back and giving the emotions. I should do that. But I that also get how you're saying like, this is basically like a brain dump outline for yes. you. And I just sit down and I create the world. It's hard. It's hard. Characters. It's hard for me to get that when I'm reading it because this is way more complete than any brain dump that I do. <laughs> so I, it's, hard, it's, it's hard. Like for yeah. me, for me, this is like, oh, this is just his first draft because it has yeah. all this stuff in it. But I just sit down and I right. But, but it, from the perspective of this being a brain dump, yeah, I, there's nothing I can say other than keep going. Mm-hmm. But but if this is like, okay. No, well, I want the – yes, I want. Right. Yeah. I would just say, yeah, I just want to know – you set up an interesting world. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about it. I want to know about all but, – but I trust that that is still coming up. Yeah. The only thing I felt was necessary was mm-hmm. his thoughts. Okay. Just, just about even, – even of the slightest thing, just to give me – just to push me in a direction and, of where we're going. And also so. specifically where the conflict lies with – the big brother it'd be one thing if things are just shitty and he feels like they have to be shitty because the world is now shitty right mm-hmm. like is, um, he, is he just doing or, his best in a shitty yeah. world or is or, he or are down? they actively lying and does he right, believe right, what right. like what the situation is and again we don't need, need to know the truth i need to know how he views how he's yeah. been lied to. okay i i get that what where is his motivation and again I, I and i get that that information is coming i just yes. want to know that even when he sits down he needs his food what did he think of the food? His, he just spoke mm-hmm. out loud. Oh, is this is this beef or pork? Even that question doesn't tell me if he's disgusted or if, or if he's just like, what is it today? Beef or pork? Like, I, yeah. I, I couldn't tell what, what his emotion was. That's okay. Well, as for me, I didn't bring in anything Straight. because I'm having an issue with the chapter I'm in. Mm-hmm. And specifically, I need to create a scene or a montage, and I want your guys' help. All right. Training montage? Yes. He needs to learn. Okay, so Malcolm's in Kilvin's home. He's just gotten locked up, and I'm trying to figure out how to create a scene of him learning. I've got I've got an initial scene I've written down mm-hmm. where Kilvin is like giving him the beginning of their language, trying to establish a base of communications. But I can't take the reader through all of that. No, that would be the most no. boring thing in the world. But the initial scene I think the reader needs. This is the method he's using to teach him. Now, in this time, he's got to learn several things. He's got to learn that Kilvin's children are the same age as him. He's got to hear the fables that Kilvin tells his children, and he's got to be able to see Kilvin training them and start learning more about the Wilvick's way of life through the window of his cell and through what Kilvin's Is says. he still keeping the children separate at the, this point? The, immediately, yes, but over the scene or montage or whatever we want to make... The kids are going to start. We need to... Yeah, sorry, we. I need to find a way mm-hmm. to make it interesting, not just right. this image, this image, this image. <clears throat> are the children learning I... at the same time? Yes. Are they older enough? They're roughly Malcolm's equivalent age. I'm not sure if I want to say that they're the same age as him because years are the same length, you know, mm-hmm. on, on this planet. But their, their maturation they might, cycle They might, might mature faster, yeah. So I want to say that they're Malcolm's equivalent maturity. Okay. So how many beats do you want? in this no idea i want it to be an interesting okay i want it to be I a sequence think, of interesting scenes yeah that and it's not going to feel like a montage because you already have, a, you, have a, you have a list of goals yes i mean the easiest way to pick how many beats there would be would be to pick the amount of goals but i don't think that's what you're going for i think you're going for something a little more elongated yeah and you're looking for a progression on each of those without being too long that that's, yeah that's also a risk so how many goals do you have uh let me see here because i'm almost saying two longer than your list of goals because you could use this as a point to establish a relationship with the children. Yes. As well, because he's going to want to – later on, he protects them, right? Here, here's here's so a that question. Would, How quickly do you want this to go by? 
I want is it montage? I want it to be a few months. I don't mean I don't mean in story time. I mean in page time. Like how fast it should, do you want it? It will serve the same purpose as a montage. However, I want it to be a sequence of actual full scenes. Okay. Does that make sense? They yeah, don't have to be helps. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have to be long, but they need to they need to be moments that need to be expressed right. with dialogue and feeling. Are you um, thinking like maybe a page or half a page? More than that. I, I, it's gotta I, be, it's I think gotta it depends know. on the moment. It's got to be more than the that. The first thing I thought of when you're talking about how to show a passage of time and but have it be a montage but not really be like feel like a movie montage, I thought, okay, well, how can you visualize that? Like how can you visualize the passage of time mm-hmm. in a place where you're in a cell? I'm like, what if, <clears throat> what if he starts marking the days on like the wall? It's like he saw this in a movie once and he thought he was going to pa- do the thing and it's like on, you know, Mark 5, this happened. Like on day whatever, like this many days had passed before you knew it, like half the wall is filled up, you how know, like as a way to measure like, the time. Well, I think, I, think he, I, I still think not, scenes are the better way to go. He's, he's a prisoner, but if he asks how long it's been, they'll just tell him. You know what <clears> I okay, mean? Okay, good point. Yeah, yeah. It's but not he, like Castaway where he yeah. has no idea unless he keeps track. But you, right. that's like, and more like, importantly, saying, there, like could, there could literally just be a calendar on the wall that one of the first things they do is he learns how to read it. Because anything mathematical, especially if it's based on the same amount right. of days will make sense to him f- the first. That will be the easiest thing to grasp. Well, how many fingers do the Wildex have? Five. Even It doesn't matter. There's 365 days in a year. They're going to break it down some way on that. So I, I think I need, a, if you guys could help me with scenes. All right. Mm-hmm. Like specific specific scenes. Um, so strong- there's no direct combat scenes? None. He's not learning how to fight right now. He is learning how they learn because he will be able to see them okay. learning from their father, but they don't. they aren't fighting anybody. Um, so just learning footwork and then hearing things that, that Kelvin says to his children. Probably have to watch The Last Samurai. An easy way to do that is if he has a listed and numbered amount of rules or stories. Um, mm. Because then you can if – you, if you know there's a certain number of things and you mention one or two numbers of it, you know how big or massive the scale is. Where if you mention the fifth rule and the tenth rule I, and I, the twentieth I'm, I'm rule. I'm not really concerned about structure. About about establishing about the patch. I'm talking well, about I'm saying like an interesting <clears throat> moment for the characters okay. to share. That's it. I, 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 the the passage of time stuff. That that's all. You think uh, you can take nuts, care of that. nuts right. and bolts? I'm worried about the actual how <laughs> entertainment part. How do they eat? Uh, with with their hands, like uh, people in India out of okay. wooden bowls. So that that's a they could teach him how to eat because that is. I a, don't think that's a moment. That is a definite process of eating correctly because if, like, uh, in, if you eat with your left hand, they're going to look at you like you're disgusting in India. Yeah, that's true. Like I so went to a, a Moroccan restaurant where yeah. they, you know, like they bring you the big plate and everyone sits around it in a circle mm-hmm. and you, you have the bread. Rice, and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's a cultural point. You could have something that he would just be doing and they would be like, you're disgusting. Do it like this. So I'm imagining a point almost immediately later after Kelvin and Malcolm get this moment where it's been like a week. And now Malcolm knows more words. Kilvin is borrowing some of Malcolm wor- Malcolm's words that Kilvin doesn't really have an analog for to explain things to Malcolm. But I, I'm not sure what, sh- what information should pass in that scene because that's just literally the setup. That's, uh, well, that's the context. The first time he uses a human word, just pick the human word he uses. Okay. <sighs> Toilet. Poop. No. Points <laughs> to the hole. Poop. <laughs> Maybe planet, right? Yeah. Because, because they don't know about planets. Or Earth? I'm trying to think of what they'd be talking about. Because now, I mean, they're, they're really conversing, but it's on a very rudimentary level between two people who've been just in the same room for Would Malcolm still be thinking that he's an alien and he's like, I'm from up there? Yes. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. Kilvin is like, no, you're not. There is no up there. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I've seen people before. Yeah, yeah. That could be a good, a good interesting thing. I'm wondering how a scene like that could go down. 
That's this is my main concern. This is what this is what I'm. Well, I mean, you, it's it's like so many movies have done this, but you and stories, not just movies, but either take it or leave it. But like just the scene of they introduce each other by name. He maybe he brings him food, and he's just like, okay, Kilvin, and like and he's saying and he's saying his name, and he's like you, and he's like, oh, Malcolm, and, and Malcolm. I've, I've already I've already yeah. written that. No, that's fine. No, no, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm saying, but the, the, but, wrote, the, but to yeah. me, the next logical step is Kilvin could point to his home and be like, you know, already whatever, and he's like, and then he's like you, and then he's just like. Uh, you know, Malcolm thinks he's like, well, he's not from here. He's like, uh, no, I'm from like up up there. And Kilvin's just confused and just like, what? <laughs> like, like Kilvin can then start mentioning like, no, you're from whatever village, you know, yeah. like you're from whatever. And he just, and of course Malcolm doesn't understand, but he's just like, no, 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 no. So it's like the, their confusion about where he's from to me is interesting. Every other movie or story where this has happened, he's like, I'm from a place called Earth, and they go, ooh. This is the first time I, I think in a story where he says, no, you're not. You're from here. And I know. And, and yeah, that, right. that to me is interesting because it's like, wait a minute. How does he think he knows where he's from? And then I like Doug's idea of like kids be like, you're from dirt? Like what? <laughs> well, Earth? 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 The, that means dirt. Right? Yeah. The, the idea of – Where they would even know a handful of human words to begin yeah. with. Knowing that Kilvin knows where he's really from – Tells me more about his story and like what yeah. the, and where and, and that's where a good idea. And that, and that has to. be I a think scene. that's that's a scene I should start because um, I think that the. Have you seen the Thirteenth Warrior? Yes, I've read the book too, Eaters of the Dead. Okay, because that's what that's the thing I immediately go to oh, where he learns the language. I'm where not. The, I'm not learning the language isn't isn't that big of a deal for me. It's it's really the scene of what's passing between the two characters okay. and what they're actually talking mm-hmm. about. I think that's I think that's a great start. I think them talking about. He's like, no, you're from you're from here, and Malcolm's like, I promise you, yeah, I am <laughs> like, not from am there, not. yeah. And then m- maybe the kids overhear that and they start making fun of Malcolm. Mm-hmm. They're like, ooh, <laughs> like coming space down, man, yeah, space space man, space man. The dancing around, like you know, the ring around the posy, spinning around. Well, that could be your word. Like space could be your word. But yeah, if they don't if they don't know about <laughs> space or planets. It's like he's like, I'm from like up there among like from I'm from another like yeah, star. Like, space. like oh, he's a star man, star man. It's yeah. like <laughs> star kid, star kid. And I'm, I'm trying to figure. I, I wrote down a name for what the humans were called in this universe long pig and i keep thinking of willow and in terms of daikini yeah, <laughs> i love i love that for humans yeah. it's like it's a daikini baby <laughs> i don't like the word i picked do you guys have any ideas what was the word you picked again uh, yeah ramit uh, that's fine what's something that's not, it's not like the thing about daikini was it's almost just like it almost sounds like an insult but you don't know how <laughs> you know but the it's thing like, is i think ramit feels the same way mm-hmm. you know, almost like peck yeah. Well, pe- up, it's like, peck. well, Daikini, it's like, it's just a big, you know, like. That's it would be like a description, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. And, they don't, and they don't look favorably upon the humans anyway, right? Like, what was Ramadi? 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 Could that be Wilvix for naked or something? No, I, I, I think it's the actual word. Because in, in, in Willow, isn't, aren't they actually Daikini? Yeah, they, that's their name. That's yeah, what they yeah. go by. In this world. Oh, I was thinking it would be like a pejorative. The no. Wilvix would call them. No, it just is a pejorative. Yeah, it's like don't act like one of them. What would the yeah. so what would the yeah, humans call is, themselves too? Is the question? It's the same thing. Like what? Yeah. It's, it's, so this isn't something that just it's it's their actual name. Ra, the Ramadine sounds like whatever. Ramati. Ramati. That that sounds more like an individual, not a collective, to me. Yeah, I said Ramit is like I don't know. It sounds too much like rabbit for me. And also, this is not a bad time We're, to even hint at the fact that when he meets the humans, they don't speak English, right? No, they speak yeah. they speak a variant of this language. Okay. I think it's more, something more like the like I, I was gonna say a word, but I realized it just sounds just like ramen, like ramen noodles. It's like, but yeah. that's not what I was meaning. It's, it's like the Ramon or something, something that's more the Ramones, the Ramones, the Romans, the Ro- the Romans. I know them. <laughs> a, a, a Roman, no, a Roman, no, a Roman. <laughs> Twike him, Centurion. 
very roughly. That's an interesting quandary. What's like the center of their culture? Like, what's like their fire thermodynamics? <laughs> mainly, mainly just uh, thermal powered <clears throat> windmills and stuff like that. I would look into mythology. Like Loki is a fire god. That's where Loki comes from. What about lo- Lokinans? Lokinans? You're a Lokinan. I like, like Loki. That. I like that. But yeah, with, yeah. but but L O K E E N E N. Yeah. N A N. Lokinan. That's not bad. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I like the ideas you guys have given me, and that gives me a lot more to work with because I was just didn't know where to begin. With I didn't it. know where oh, yeah. to begin. I didn't know what would be entertaining, but I think. They, that introduced you to his children. And yeah, that, I think the kids are the key because if they're the same yeah. age and he's going to care about them. And especially yeah. that their behavior he recognizes from having been made fun of. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> how would he – That's the thing too. These, could, are, these are like cute little animals that otherwise might be a little endearing. But then they're, but they're making fun of – oh, they're making fun of me. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. like I've, he I've heard tell. that tone of voice yeah. before. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I think that you've helped me out a lot and I will have more writing for you. Uh, I will have I will have writing for you instead of just something I rewrote ninety times cool. trying to get any, anything workable. <laughs> well, it's not the point to rush a week; it's to have something you yeah, like the moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 and, and I think true. you're I think you're right to to hone in on on scenes more than yeah yeah. It's funny because else. because my my outline has everything I want to get across, and then one small bullet point within a bullet point I realized has to be a much larger moment. And I didn't know where to begin, so that's I'll probably have a few more of these to come back to you guys. I would with, much rather sure. have that than trying to rush every week to have something new. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Now we're on to the bad story trailers part of the podcast where we roll the dice, find three genres, and then try to pitch a movie to each other with those genres. Oh, sweaty hands. Oh, sweaty hands. Once we decide on a movie... We record the trailer. So what's our what's our first roll? Eighty nine bitch. Eighty nine bitch. I've only got regular eighty nine. Go with that. That'll work. Yeah. Slice of life. Slice of life story. <laughs> Did we a, try to do this last time? No. Is a story that might have no plot. <laughs> oh boy. Fuck yeah. But, but represents a portion of everyday life. Like data's day. <laughs> it uses naturalistic representation of real life, sometimes used as an adjective, as in a play with slice of life dialogue. All right, All slice right. of life. Douglas, give I me think a roll. that's great. That's yeah, yeah no. Uh, what is that? That's 16. That's 16. 16. Kaiju. Black comedy. Hmm. A parody of satirical story that's based on normally tragic or taboo oh, subjects. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way the four of us are writing a black comedy. <laughs> Fuck that. I'll write that shit right now. Hold on. I'll write more plays. Weren't we writing wait. that with Shaquille O'Neal being the cop? Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me read yeah. the... A parody or satirical story that is based normally on a tragic or taboo subject, including death, murder, suicide, illicit drugs, and war. Hmm. So-called dead baby comedies sometimes <laughs> fall under this genre. Those two fit. Really I don't think well I've together. ever seen a dead baby comedy. <laughs> I totally have. Yeah. What is it? Uh, train spotting. That is not. That is not, not a, a dead comedy. baby comedy. That's not a comedy. There are comedic a... moments. That that is not a comedy. I think it's, it's a comedy. That's more of a slice of life than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Magical Girl. <laughs> no, where is it? Next. This slice of life is a little too common with that genre. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Fairy tale. All right. Slice of life. Fairy, fairy tale, tale. Black, black comedy. comedy. Oh, All right. Boy. So literary genre about various magical creatures, environments, etc. All right. A minotaur who's an insurance ingester. Okay. Wouldn't a black comedy be more about a black comedy fairy tale slice of life? Would be more about a day in that Minotaur's life at the center of a maze waiting for somebody to get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but where's yeah. the black comedy come in? Well, because he's like, maybe he knows he has to cut the guy's head off, 
Or no, wait, is, isn't he loose in the, in the Yeah, in the he's maze? loose in the maze. Okay, yeah. so what if he is getting lost and he's like, I'll never find this fucking asshole. No, and then, then he, he finds, finds the red thread. He finds the red thread and he's like, right what through. is this? Is this serious? Is this serious? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like that a lot because it's a flip of why yeah. he had the red thread in the first place. It leads the Minotaur right to him. I think that's the I, well, dark humor. My my first thought was I was trying to think of like a Grimm's fairy tale because like the original Grimm's fairy tales were pretty fucking dark. Uh, like I mean even um, Snow White had like a dark oh, yeah, ending, no. you know. Like totally. it, and Snow White, she, she dies. Like that's that's going to be the end. Like Snow White, it's like oh, the, first of all, the the evil queen lives and never gets found out that she was the old crone. And then it's like Snow White goes away and she goes to have her wedding. And the the evil queen is like, hmm, oh, man, I, three times I tried to kill her and three times I failed. Uh, what if this time, uh, because she's getting married, I'm going to make her some wedding shoes that will that will shrink until it squeezes the blood out of her and she dies on the dance floor. And it's like, that's pretty dark. So I was thinking, like, my first thought was, what if it was... It's that shoemaker. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I was, what if it was just a, not, we don't take a literal fairy tale that's already existed, but an evil queen who's trying to kill the young incoming princess, but she keeps trying to kill her, but keeps fucking it up. So it's like, it's a story about her trying to murder the younger incoming princess but the dark comedy of it is that it's about murder but she can't she's always fucking up she can't do it is there is can we create a character whose job it is to supplant all these evil deeds in fairy tales like his job is to construct them or like where she's like i can't think of anything to do how do i kill my my granddaughter's like okay well you could do this you know and it's just like about that guy little Mm -hmm. mermaid they like like evil like Mm -hmm. evil sorcerer tech support yeah, or, or or maybe that's what Rumpelstiltskin does in his normal life, you know? Yes, and it's a dead baby because he eats babies. Oh, god damn it. He does want the baby, didn't he? They yeah. don't tell you why. Because he's, he's a changeling and he wants to have a child. Because he's impotent. <laughs> that's kind of heartwarming. <laughs> because she was a bad mother for trusting him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, this baby. A test he has. I don't know. So, All right. so who's so, our main? Who, he's who, actually he's actually Child Protective Services, and that was a litmus test. Yeah. Who is who is who is our slice of life character? I what really if, want so tech what, support. Why can't? What if we just do? If it's a fairy tale world, and it's a world where everyone's always trying to kill each other, and we have the guy who's like the giving the advice on how to do it. If he's just like the dark sorcerer. Who all these queens like? I don't even want to be a dark sorcerer because that's almost a little too high. I like the idea that he would be like tech support level to me is, and also very much beneath them, they are customers. So, is are we talking about? Are we telling the story of the man in the mirror on the wall? Oh my god, yeah, that's a good one. I do like I do like the Minotaur too. I do uh, like Minotaur one as well, but the Minotaur I like just because be like, oh, the guy. What if what uh, if they know each other? What if they know each other and like the Minotaur is like at the mirror? Well, the whole thing is they just complain to each other. Or even, or he's the, got a little, no. he's got a little hand mirror. Right. The idea, he's like, I don't know what to do anymore. The idea What's be, it like for you? He's like, oh god. What about, what about like, like an hey, after hey, hours? Like, I got an idea. Why don't you hold me up over the over the wall and I can tell you if I see him? It's like, oh, yeah, he's he's nearby. Oh, that, he's gotta go get <laughs> no. him. But the whole thing is, what if it was just what if it was just after hours for like uh, fair, fairy tale henchmen? Uh, it's more like Wreck It Ralph. You know, mm-hmm. they yeah. they kind of meet up after the game. That's not over. really black comedy. That's just sort of that's still that could be very black, right? But that's workplace comedy. You know. It's slice of life. Yeah. I mean, it, it does fit in there. I don't know, but fairy tale. Really, I think you have to have fantastical characters. Yeah, if right? the main, oh yeah, if the, no, they would you, be minotaurs. And if you do the story of the mirror, but he can go to any mirror, whoever summons him. So it's him going to different places all the time. It's a day in his life going to different. He all he he only gets summoned by evil fucking shitty people who want to murder somebody or they want some of his dark knowledge. No one ever wants to just talk to him. 
you know, and except the Minotaur, maybe the Minotaur summons him, and it's like, I just want a friend. Uh, mirror, can it's you? Like, mirror, yeah, it's like mirror, mirror, mirror in my hand. And then, it, and then the, the line is, "Who's the ugliest in the land?" And it goes, "He's like your mom." <laughs> <laughs> hey Carl, oh, it actually worked. Hey, <laughs> hey Carl, what's up? Nothing, just chilling. It could be it could be an ensemble, right? Where where it's more the mirror is the link that links the, all these yeah. people together. Yeah. The suicide fairytale suicide hotline. Oh God. That is, is oh, suicide hotline. The mirror would answer the all like, that shit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to end it. He's like, no, man, you can't. You got to <laughs> do it. You got to eat these virgins. He's like, no, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I mean, you this, have a maze to defend, motherfucker. Yeah. Come on. Do what do you mean? Defend a maze. People die in here. <laughs> like They get lost all the time. I don't have to defend it from anybody. So you got it so good, man. You can go anywhere. I can only go where a mirror is, and I have to be summoned. He's like, you got a whole maze to wander through. Yeah. yeah, but I've never seen the sun. <laughs> like, I haven't killed anyone in a month. No one's noticed. <laughs> I've never killed anyone. Yeah. How, you th- how do you think that makes me feel? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. There's something to that. Okay. Why don't we do? Why don't we do that? That's our. That's yes. our thing. So, okay. so the mirror links everybody together. We could say a minotaur plus another character we can think of, maybe off air. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drag. It's a dragon that he's 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 on a pile of gold, but he's just too fat to leave his cave. Oh, yeah. He can't. <laughs> so, so he can't get any more. Hey, like, hey, uh, mirror. Uh, Give me, well, give I think me it needs to be something up. darker than a dragon, right? Because like mm. dragons are like magnificent. Yeah, and, true. And they're, even if they're super evil, they're magnificent. Lich, a lich, that's good. Yeah, I like that. So he's like, like, he's like, I can't die. I, I, and I'm, I like, I'm over all of this shit. I, I like, I like the Minotaur because he, all he does is chop people's heads off. Once again, this guy, the the D and D parallel of like in, in Dungeons and Dragons. All these creatures are just living in a dungeon waiting for some heroes to come in. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you just if, – if, if I mean, the one bad guy is the lich who's living down in a dungeon hasn't seen the sun in a He's thousand like, years. I, I, almost, yeah. I almost want a paladin co- to come uh, in th- and, just, just, and, just, this, and just kill me. Yeah. This sounds so much like uh, that comic. Steve Lichman. Steve Lichman? Yeah. That is definitely a slice of life comedy. The, the Steve Lichman is, is a it's from the lich's point of view and how he's really not terrifying or whatever yeah. like that's the other thing like, you're not you a know. virgin you can't kill me get the fuck out of here it's like <laughs> unless you can unfuck that girl there's no way you can kill me so i, I think lich might be not fairy tale enough okay right i mean i love it but yeah. let's let who else is like really evil in a fairy evil tale? queen is classic like even if you do an evil queen that's like the uh norma desmond from uh Sunset yeah, Boulevard. It's yeah, like, yeah. Mira, please tell me how beautiful i am he's like god again like every day with this like why are right. you so fucking needy yeah you gotta get over it okay You're so vain yeah <laughs> he's like gonna come guess back what? And bite you. guess what who you like who are you fucking that <laughs> you need to be the, so pretty the, the evil queen can be in it but i feel like she's almost <gasps> a prop for yeah. the real characters yeah. like right. the real characters be the mirror the minotaur and maybe one other what if Who's like, the other one? We need to find the other one. The Huntsman is just suicidal. No, no, <laughs> he's got to deal with it's this bitch. Out. No, another. She's another always fairy trying tale. to. Another maybe, fairy maybe a ghost. Or but I like, <laughs> but no. The Huntsman, like he's, she's always dropping hints. Like I, I, think she I, wants I, to fuck I, me. I almost, I almost want to go. I almost want to go headless horseman. <laughs> who's just like having an identity crisis, and he's like, I don't even, I don't even yeah. know what my face looks like anymore. <laughs> I don't even know who I am. Yeah. What, what about just like. A gnome who lives in a hollowed out tree and just has a piece of glass. <laughs> like, it's just like, I was thinking something so dumb. Something yeah. just so like, a gnome and a minotaur and a mirror. Like, as the main, like, just a gnome that's just, ah, oh, you know, living out here in the woods, it's pretty tough. Just like. <laughs> I like, I like that. I also like the idea of the headless like he's horseman. He's a hard life, just like living, eating off mushrooms and shit. But the headless horseman trying to kill himself without a head. Like, he's no, like, can't be done. Kill yourself can't, without a head. Can't fucking be done. Can't hang myself. Can't hang myself. Can't shoot myself in the face. Been trying for so long. What throat? What am I gonna slit? No, the, I get it. The gnome, this gnome character, yeah. is his job to grow the poison food that everyone he always eats. It's like, <laughs> well, I got some poison apples and a mushroom and. A- 
I'm gonna eat it this time. I'm really gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, 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 <laughs> Other than talk to this oh. guy. I bet I look terrible in yeah. here under all these bitches. I can't do it. I want to unwrap it, but I just can't. I'm so scared. Can you, will you help me? Will you tell <laughs> me the truth? I just love the idea of someone call up the mirror and they have a poison apple. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to fucking eat it. I'm going to do it, man. The wolf from Red Riding Hood is just like covered in blood and he's like, Jerry, I did it again. Fell off the wagon. You're my, it's like what? Can't. It's yeah. like the AA, buddy. It's like it's yeah. the same. I got to. All right. I think we've got our idea. What do we call it? Uh, mirror, mirror. It's a good song by Blind Guardian. It's also a good episode of Star Trek. Mirror, mirror, Damn. off um, the wall. Is it off the wall? Off the wall. <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> off the wall. Done. Booyah. Straight up. That's good. Is that? Wait, wait. Is, what was the Michael Jackson album? Off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but that also Vans off the wall. Man in the mirror. Yeah. I'm asking him to change his ways. So off the wall. Off, off the, the wall. wall. For Sterling Scheinman, life in a cursed mirror was not all it was cracked up to be. Mirror, mirror in my hand. Who's the fiercest in the land? Your mother. Ha ha, laugh it up, Chrome Dome. Can you give me a hand? Did you seriously get lost in your own maze again? It's not my maze, and it's more difficult than it seems. Help a brother out. Fine. Hold me over the wall again. But he was about to discover a fantastic new role. Matchmaker. There's just no guarantee that there's anything worthwhile out there. At least I know some new girl with an edible grandparent will show up every few days. Have you ever thought of moving? It's just boring, being on the same road all the time. I wish I could find someone who appreciates spontaneity, you know? Somebody get lost with? Get lost? I know a guy. Mirror, mirror on the wall! Who is the fairest of them all? How long do you expect this to last? Another five years? What? You're 70 years old. Eventually dogs are going to be fairer than you. I doubt there's enough poison in the whole kingdom. Join your favorite mirror this Christmas in Off the Wall. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. 
And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.